0: Voice Coaches Radio, everything voiceover. Uh, welcome to a brand new episode of Voice Coaches Radio. My name is Marissa, and here we are on a another uh, drop day of new pods on a Friday. If you're listening Friday at five, welcome to the, uh, I guess, uh, instant release of new episode uh, Friday. But uh, we've got somebody who I got to tell you, you are literally the one that I hear about the most from the students. And that, <laughs> that is Katie. Uh, Hi. Katie, it's Lembo, right? That's how I pronounce your last name? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm like, I'm like awful at pronunciation, which is con- weird considering what I do, but that's besides the point. Um, but no, I mean, every time I talk with a student and I mean, you've been brought up even on the podcast before when I've interviewed former students and when they've been, you know, after the program, done the demo, starting to navigate some stuff, maybe they've gotten some work, like your name comes up quite a, quite often. That's um, cool. So, it, it, did you even realize that? No. He didn't realize the impact that you were having? No. To me well, it's, it's it's the impact until after the fact, but I'm glad that I can throw that your way now. <laughs> I mean,
1: to me it's I, I'm doing my job. And yeah. that's basically what it is. It's like my job is to give people the best experience they can have when they call and know that there's always going to be a friendly face behind, I mean, I was just telling you about some personal news I had and I just happened to be texting my mother right after the fact and a client called and was like, you're not yourself, are you okay? And <laughs> she picked up on it immediately. And actually I was trying really hard not to make that clear. And I was like, yeah, look, I was like, my family's got some stuff going on. So like, and, you know, I'm just trying to figure that out. I was like, but I appreciate it. Like, what's going on? How can I help you? It's actually really funny. David consistently calls me a cheerleader. He's like, all you do all day is cheerlead. And I'm uh, like, yeah, much. I mean, no, you much. know what's funny? I've been,
0: said this is I've been called the same thing by students in in demo sessions because I mean, truly, that's what we are. You mm-hmm. know, I'm the producer going in. I'm I'm directing the demo, but you know, it's along the way while I'm giving you some guidance. I'm also like pointing out the things that you're doing, you know, really well because it's right. necessary. You know, like people get mm-hmm. into this industry, it's so easy to question every little thing it's like okay well it sounds good to me but what do I know uh you know right. so it's like they're still over there questioning themselves and I love to be able to k- kind of be that reassurance and letting them know yeah you're on the right path here's what I want you to do now um right. but let's let's go back to the beginning because when I got here to voice coaches you were not here yet um, right where did you start and and what brought you here because I know like your background is heavy in journalism
1: yeah, so I was an entertainment journalist. Um, I covered the musicians in the area. And for those who don't know, we also have a record label under our yep. building. We also have a recording studio. And I knew our band, Jocelyn and Chris. I knew my colleague, Will, just from covering their bands. And um, I guess what happened from what I've been told is that they were looking to bring in a, bring in a communications professional. And when they, will happen to get, I guess, throw my name in the ring and was like, Hey, everybody loves her. And um, David had run it by Jocelyn and Chris and a bunch of people in the office. And everybody was like really gung ho about it, apparently, which is like the most humbling thing ever, because I work with some of the most talented people I've ever met here. In fact, you know, here's a secret. I often feel as if I'm, I firmly believe in surrounding yourself with people who are better who are smarter and better at things than you are? And in this studio, I am absolutely 100% at a deficit of everybody here. I mean, I am by far the stupidest one here. Well, I mean, <laughs> I also like
0: to point this out. We are always our own worst critic, Katie. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so. But it's but it's true. But it's one of those things where it was like I come in and I'm meeting people like you who have you know made your bones in radio and killed it, and I meet people like Tom and who are absolutely phenomenal and I meet David who's you know a veteran in the local music music industry and Will who's an incredible musician and really smart and Jordan who's like one of the best graphic designers I've ever seen Um, and I think it's really cool that I get to work with these people and learn because from what I understand I'm the only person on the staff who actually has like formal writing training. It For was whatever. fun to come in on that regard, but it was also intimidating. And I will admit there's been a huge learning curve that I had to do. The first six months were tough because oh, I had
0: yeah. every, every time you start something new, it's like, even if you have done the job in some kind of way before you got a new company that does things new ways, you know, and it's like, you mm-hmm. got to kind of like do what you're doing and know what you're doing, but also relearn the way they want you to do it, which
1: right. um, it can be tricky sometimes. And I didn't know anything about voice acting when I got here. I knew it was a thing because I like SpongeBob. I mean, (laughs) I'm 28 years old and I love SpongeBob, but I didn't really know anything about the field. So when I came in, not only was I having to learn everything about how we do things at voice coaches, but I had to learn about the field itself and the course that everybody takes. I had to take that. I did it so that way I could understand what was going on. My job is to make people help people make their dreams come true. That's my right. job. Well, and, and, and that's to do That
0: you, I mean, you're you're leaving out some of some of the little detailed parts, but like you're on the phone and you're getting them scheduled, and like mm-hmm. you know you're uh, learning about you know what they what they do, so we can accommodate some of these scheduling things. Yeah, you know where they are because we've got students all over the country, and yes. Um, you know, big pat on the back to to you. And I know also Laura Nelson, who it's like trying to put these calendars together for, you know, the the students, but also the the staff, like that can be mm-hmm. the puzzle to try to juggle. So you guys do it beautifully.
1: Thank you. And I will say, I have to give a shout out to Laura Nelson because Laura Nelson does the bulk of trying to figure out where things will go. I mean, I schedule students, but in terms of like the staff schedules and all of that, that's all Laura. I, I got to tell you something. I've, I've never seen anybody that's quite as good at their job as she is. It's actually daunting. She has a way of making something that's actually incredibly difficult look incredibly easy. So when I go to try to do it and I inevitably mess it up, she's like, <laughs> just let me handle it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I got and then it. So she's just
0: like, done. Okay. <laughs> so you were saying like, you, you didn't really know a whole lot uh, at all when it came to, to voiceover. So what about it? is different than you expected
1: the entrepreneurial nature of it is what really stood out to me and I talk to students about this all the time and I'm sure some of you who listen to this have heard me say this it's not overnight and I always refer back to like my time in journalism I I'm by no means a uh you know a rolling stone level journalist I wish to be someday but I'm not and um it takes time. Rome wasn't built in a day. Those people did not get to where they were in a day. I didn't get as far as I got in my journalism career in a day. It took a few years to like really build up that reputation to the point where I was offered a job at one of the top recording studios in the area, just based on my reputation and nothing else. Uh, (laughs) um, They like my writing, but it was like, my reputation was also a big part of it. Come to find out. And I think in a lot of ways, it just reiterates to me how important it is to work hard and chase your dreams. And there's entrepreneur, I know for a fact that I'm not an entrepreneurial person, um, I don't have the patience in a lot of ways. I'm not someone. Some people
0: aren't. you. In some cases. And I know
1: that about myself. Them. And I look at people who are, and I so respect it. I'm not one of those people. Um, I'm not saying that I want to work like an office job for the rest of my life, but I am saying that I'm someone also who likes to have structure. I'm someone who thrives in structure and a routine. And if I was an entrepreneur and had to do that, it would end up doing a lot of damage to me on a personal level. I got you. So, and I know that about myself, if I was wired differently mentally, I definitely would, but I know for a fact that it would end up becoming a, the entrepreneurial nature of it would end up becoming incredibly, um, what's the word I'm looking for. It would just make a very toxic match for me. Yeah. I think in a lot of ways I have more fun and I feel more valuable helping other people and kind of giving that reassurance along the way. Um, and as far as like journalism, I've, I'm have i at home there. I've got, yeah. I, I know I can do journalism. So it's very much me knowing my strengths and utilizing those. And I firmly believe you can definitely, um, you can definitely improve on things that need to be worked on. And I'm sure if I put the attention into it, I probably could figure it out. But at the end of the day, I just prefer being, you know, I chase my own dreams. And then in terms of this, I like helping people chase theirs. Yeah. And that's my place. That's my role. And I'm and okay with what? it.
0: <laughs> and, that, and that's the thing is everybody's got, everybody's got their thing. You know, you're talking about structure and I'm over here and I've got my, my mode of structure in front of me. Cause you know, I'm doing mm-hmm. a million things, right. And you can see yeah. me, the
1: rest, you know, the rest of the people get, this is my checklist for the week. Um, and that I've seen, I've seen this checklist laying around. And for people who have never seen this in person, it's daunting. I Um, look at her list and I don't, I've actually said to her a bunch of times, I'm like, when do you sleep? (laughs) like when do you like spend time with your family like where is it in this she's like oh I I slip it in right here I'm like that's 20 minutes (laughs) well but that's the thing is like I mean
0: the the structure of it all is is being
1: for me it's
0: being really good in, uh, in organizational skills you know yes so it's like I have to plan my day according to, to that. So it's like, I will go ahead. And, you know, these days, you know, a lot of people know, it's like, I pulled back on the coaching. So it's like, I'm doing Mondays and Fridays. And because of that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, it's like those mornings, you know, I'll block off a certain amount of time. That's when I'm recording. I try to Mm -hmm. make sure that I give myself the list of what I want to get accomplished. And then Mm -hmm. I see how I feel that day too. It's like, okay, but does that absolutely have to be done? No, okay, um, my voice is starting to get a little strained. Let's push it to tomorrow. And then I can go and have the rest of the day to go ahead and and do the other things that are necessary. Maybe it's a doctor appointment. Maybe it's just, you know, some other sort of entrepreneurial thing that I do like eBay or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm able to, to have the structure for me but everybody is different and you know what that 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 part of it is is very scary for a lot of people because in their eyes you know it's like well I've never done that before but yeah are you kind of have in a way it's like mm-hmm. you're the one that's always fighting for you nobody else is going to be fighting for you so any job right. gotten it's like you did that and that might be the little piece of like entrepreneurial spirit that's in you that you're not even aware of. You know what I mean?
1: Right. So- and I think the other thing is that part of being at the front desk and uh, my boss David gets so mad if I call myself a receptionist because he's like, "You're," and that's not to say like receptionism isn't like being a receptionist is anything less than like I think right. receptionists and secretaries rule the world because I'll tell you <laughs> right now I am having issues with the with my pharmacy right now and I've been on the phone with the receptionist at my doctor's office like fifteen times today. It's <laughs> been phenomenal every single time and is not sick of me because I'm sick of me. Right. But I think being at the front desk means you have to have a very high level of organization, which I try to have, don't always succeed, but I try. Um, I really do like bust my butt to make sure that I get back to people within 24 hours. And then if I don't, people call me, I feel so bad because I'm like, oh my God, you've been waiting for an answer. But yeah. you know, my my day is very much structured. Like in the mornings, that's when I do all of the class reminders and all of the zoom links. And that way in the afternoon, I can start calling people with legitimate things and getting back to emails. But if I don't do those reminders in the morning, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And I'll get sidetracked because we've got a million other things going on. And yeah. We have people coming in for demos and for classes. And I want to be able to talk to every all of you that come in. I want to be able to have conversations. And unfortunately, sometimes if I'm on the phone, I like kind of wave at you yeah. and, like thumbs up. <laughs> and it I always feel really bad because I, I want to sit down and talk to all of you and learn about you and get to know you. I mean, we've I've gotten to know some of our clients and they are like the most great, the like the best people ever. And sometimes I just don't have the time like right there to like drop what I'm doing and actually have a conversation with you. And if that's been the case, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, it, it has never, it's, it's never out of anything other than trying to balance all of these plates.
0: Yeah. So I, you know what? And everybody gets like, that too, because everybody that's through yeah. the door has been on the phone with you at some point and they know what's happening. You know? Oh they're, my God. They and they it's so funny. <laughs> it, it, it's
1: so funny sometimes because I always joke and I've joked with this on clients before the phone won't ring for three hours. And then the minute someone walks in or yeah. I have to, I'm working on something, the phone will just keep going. Mm -hmm. And it's actually fascinating because it really has taught me a lot about my own work style. And this goes back to being, you know, how you work. Me doing this while in the beginning was very tough for me. I've learned a lot about how I work, what works best for me. And I think that's super important is no matter what you do in life, you're not gonna be ready. As much don't as don't I want to, wait, to wait, wait
0: for the right time because the right time will never be there. Is right. Great. I
1: was, know? when I switched jobs, I was ready to switch jobs, um, but when I went up front, I had gone through like a month of training with the person ahead of with the person who was leaving, and still, I I wasn't ready. Like I wasn't ready to you gotta do it. The
0: band aid, just go. You know what you, I mean? You like, just go. Like, yeah. And I think doing. that's you got to learn what? by
1: learn by doing and learn
0: by by little failures. States. You know what I mean?
1: And so, I make mistakes. And I. And I think there's this thing where someone once said to me, they were like, you're the one who keeps the studio running. And I'm like, oh, you sweet summer child. I appreciate that so much. But that is the furthest thing from the truth. I am like probably the smallest cog in this entire machine. Um, I look at people like you and Laura and Tom and Tina and Simone, David, Will, and I look at all these people and I am such a small part of keeping this going. And it's such an honor to be able to watch that happen but it really is a team effort everybody here does way more than what our jobs actually list on that piece of paper we do way more than that um but it's fun because you learn things about yourself but as i was saying you're never it's never going to be the right time it's never going to be um, an opportune time. Sometimes you just have to do it. And I make mistakes every single day. And I've made mistakes that have, they haven't gotten me in trouble, but I've had mistakes where, you know, I sat down with Laura and I literally look at them and I go, what the heck was I thinking? That's not even correct. And yeah. in the moment, you're, you're like, you're doing all these things and you completely, you're like, you know, in that yeah. moment, that stream of thought, you're like, yep, 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 that works. And then I look back on it and I'm like, that's so not how that should have been done. <laughs> and there's been times where I've called clients and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I messed this up. Let me fix it. And thankfully, yeah. everybody has been such a sweetheart about it because I've made more mistakes. And that's the thing you can't be afraid to make mistakes. You can't be afraid to fail because that's how we grow. And <laughs> I have such an insane fear of failure as is, as a human being, um, recovering honor student here. (laughs) (laughs) I have such an insane fear of failure that having to do it multiple times now and having to kind of hone everything continuously in real time has taught me that if I fail, I'm not going to die.
0: Yeah. No, people might
1: get a little annoyed sometimes you, grow, though. you grow and
0: you learn and you yeah. become better. And that's, that's the beautiful yeah. thing about it. And you know what you keep, you keep referring to yourself as like this small piece to a bigger puzzle, but you are the consistent or like, Oil for the wheel is what I would say. Because yeah. throughout, throughout the whole time frame that somebody is going through the program, I know that people call you multiple times. And I just want to give you the credit where credit is due. Um oh, so thank you. You are that that oil for our greasy, <laughs> stickies, um uh, it's not even it's the squeaky wheel. Uh so uh, but I appreciate you taking some time. I know you're on your lunch break. I'm gonna let you go and actually <laughs> eat now, okay? Um, uh, but yeah, like, I
1: have a ham sandwich, so I should go <laughs> eat before you it gets
0: too yeah, yeah but if anybody is thinking about joining the program that hasn't um, Katie is the one to call that's who you'll be chatting with at the front desk and then mm-hmm. uh, anybody who has I'm sure that you were thrilled to hear a familiar voice here on today's pod but we've got brand new episodes coming again next week and we'll check in with you then stay safe everybody visit voicecoaches.com for more voiceover news and